previously at the Goodwood Festival of Speed 2022. You know, it's the embodiment of why all of us fell in love with the sport. So the price tag for the Codalunga is a 7 million euros plus taxes. It's a three-wheeler, the batches are in the sills of the car just here. So basically it really brings the centre of gravity quite low. So it's probably one of the most stable three-wheeler cars out there. We thought it was a little quiet yesterday, so we fitted the open pipes because the sound of it is also part of the um, rich experience. Nearly 2,000 horsepower, over 200 miles an hour, 0 to 60, about two seconds. It's a great privilege for me. Our tradition brings it and uh, I get to rock it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, barely in the 59, so uh, hopefully today we can go a little quicker, but uh, keep the car in one piece. It's good fun, but it's quite edgy up here, but uh, it's 800 horsepower. This is UK Motor Talk at the Goodwood Festival of Speed 2022, part two. collecting area with, well, a rallying and a racing legend. Uh, and that's not just the car, because I'm talking to Stig Blomquist, and we're standing in front of uh, a car that bears your name, sir. This, this Quattro is a large part of your career. Yeah, of course, because first of all, I was winning the championship with that car, and then I had a nice few years with them too. Do a lot of rallying, so we had a fantastic time with that car because it's uh, something different in the day. I mean, the whole thing was a major technological breakthrough in its time, wasn't it? You know, it just it just changed the face of rallying completely. Yeah, of course, because no one really believed it to start with. Four-wheel drive was not going to work, but after some time, everybody has to go four-wheel drive to be in the rally thing. To, to, to keep going, whether they, I mean, it's a four-wheel drive. It's the, it's the aero package, it's the turbo era, all of those things combined. You got to sort of group B and then organizers said, enough's enough, I think. Yeah, okay, in the end I want to change the regulation a bit and I was doing different things. So, but we had a fantastic time those years we was running those cars, that's for sure. Was it this particular one, was this um, the Pikes Peak car? No, this one here now is car number one, what Mikula was winning Olympus Rally with right. 85. Right. So this car hasn't been doing much since then, but now they completely restore it and done it up. So this is the first event this car is on, actually. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. it's wonderful. Although I remember that era, I don't remember that rear wing being quite that big. It's enormous. Yeah, yeah but that was what we had in the end in 85. 86, so we have those things because that was helping a lot. Did you drive it up the hill yesterday? Yeah, I did actually. Enjoy? Yeah, good fun, good fun. Still as wild as it ever was to drive? Yeah, it was the same feeling and okay, the power is there, so it's nice to drive it. We are still in the uh, Electric Avenue. 
So we're selling the uh, Ego. It's a project that came out of a university in Aachen in Germany. German-made car. Young guys designed this car for, you know, spot-on uh, market. They made a car. It's the most ecological car in the world because there's nothing that is, uh, let's say, uh, everything is uh, reusable. The car is reusable completely. It has a very small battery, it's a 30 kilowatt battery, but not, it does about 156 miles on a, on a full charge, which is respectable for a little car. And the price is fantastic, because it cuts the competition at half. We got 15,000 to 18, 19,000. Really? Which wow. is amazing. If, if we eventually have to buy these electric cars, people, you know, will not think twice in buying a car that looks so good as well. You know, it's not just uh, cheap and uh, uh, it does a good range and everything, but it also uh, has the looks. Um, it's been produced in Germany for the last two years. It's been selling in Germany. But unfortunately, right-hand drives are not coming yet <laughs> because uh, they're selling so many of these cars in Germany, they, they, they can't cope. So for, for people that haven't seen this, it's sort of, I guess, kind of like Toyota IQ sized. It's what they say, lots of people say that as well, yeah. So it's, it's a, a, a two plus two, it's really cool. So we were attracted by the fact that there is fluoro orange on the, uh, on, on the mirrors, and the interior detailing, in the boot shuts as well. But the, probably one of, the most, one of the most incredible things about this is this car isn't actually painted this color, is it? Exactly, it's all imprinted in this uh, uh, plastic that it's polymeric, it's called. I've, n I've no idea what it is, but it's a kind of plastic. And it doesn't uh, mark, it doesn't crack. It, it, you know, you really have to get a, a big bang for it to crack. But can you see this, for instance? When it goes back to the factory, the scratch, they yeah. just smooth it out and it's yeah. exactly the same. Maybe eventually, if you keep uh, doing it, you would see a little dent or something. But uh, uh, it's indestructible. So, of course, if the colour is all the way through, as you say, with a mark, you just sand it off and, and that's it. It's amazing. And all the, the seeds are recycled, the stuff like from bottles, from whatever they could do. And uh, the finishing is fantastic. You get four seats, which uh, in a lot of cars, you, you can't get to yeah. four people in there. You know, this is right, but anyway, you can get people in. And, uh, of course, the price is uh, the best part of it, because if we all eventually have to buy electric cars, yeah. you can't buy uh, a Mini or a, or a Fiat at 30, 32,000 pounds. Yeah, yeah. You buy one that is 15. If you can afford the, a little bit more, you go up to 18, 19. That makes sense. Well, it, even at the top end, that's still the same price as the most basic Fiesta these days. So exactly, they're, they're, they're exactly, about 19 exactly, grand now. Exactly. If you see the... Um, petrol version of a car that exists and they made a, um, an electric one they cost about 10 15 thousand 20 thousand more you get a Mustang at 35 and you get a Maki at 60 yeah. so we have to buy electric cars this is the car to buy to start with if you need it for the town you keep your lovely car on one side yeah. and you buy this. this this puts me in mind a bit of um when the Twingo was sort of relaunched in this country uh -huh. and, and sort of the same with the Igo as well. They had 
a, a car that was accessible to people, but also then if it got damaged, as you say, it was either easy to repair or, or cheap to get the replacement parts. Exactly. And if it comes in colour, presumably you just order, if you break a bumper, you order a bumper, put a new bumper on, and, and it's... You, I mean, this isn't a flat colour, this. This is sort of like a, a pearlescent white. Yeah, it's the pigment that goes right through to the, to, to the end of the colour. So um, when they're actually pressing the panels, they choose the colour in the mixture, I suppose, and it comes out like that. And the, uh, the performance of something like this? As you can see, it looks like a hot hatch. Yeah. So uh, it has 80 horsepower, but being very, very light, yeah. it can do 0 to 60 in eight, 8 seconds, which is respectable. Realistically, <laughs> this, this potentially going forward is the kind of car that you, you might have as your first car, potentially. If you were looking to finance something for your child or they were looking to finance something for themselves, then probably this kind of thing eight seconds is about really what you want them to be in. You don't want them something that's going to be doing it in two. Because remembering back to what it was like when I was 18 and I was driving my first car, I think probably if I had a sort of three, four second car, then, then all kinds of capers would have happened. Yeah, exactly. I'm getting a finger whacked at me here. I can see exactly what's going to happen. So, I mean, eight seconds is, is quite respectable, really. When you think a Focus ST is about six, a Fiesta ST is about seven, eight seconds, is, is a quick car. It's a warm hatch territory these days, isn't it? Also charging uh, time, yeah. it's quite short. Also on a, on a uh, home charger, those portable ones, if you buy the 16 amp 11 kilowatt one, you can charge this car in three hours. Really? Which is amazing. That is quick. That so is quick, yeah. You can use the car all the time. You don't have to wait hours and hours and hours before it actually gets uh, uh, filled up. What's the range on it? Uh, 156 miles on a full charge in the city. If you take it on the motorway, there's no regeneration because you're just driving flat out. It, you're going to do about 100, 109, but let's say 100 uh, miles yeah. on but charge. It's, it's still it's very comparable to something like a Mini in terms of exactly. that, that sort of range. It has a better range, this one. And at the same time, designed by young people in this university of research, we thought that it would, was going to appeal only to young people. Instead, you see a hell of a lot of older people that get in it and feel like kids. Mm. They love it. They think to themselves, in my little country lanes, I'm going to use it so nicely. I have a big car and that is difficult to drive. And I think if we all have to eventually go on electric, this is the answer. I think one thing about the UK is that we've seen in recent times smaller cars have, have basically become extinct so if you think back to you know the, the Igo is probably the last of them but the KA for example it's gone the up is, is pretty much gone we've you know all the, the small the, the compact the city cars have become the golf the golf have become yeah, yeah. I don't know what yeah and and we we hear that people saying look I need a small car and and as you say people that just want a car to go around town they don't necessarily want to be driving something so big. This this is a, a really good size. If you live in a city or if you live in a, in a town or you just want something to go shopping in, perfect. If you want a, a this is a, a, a two plus two, the front is really capacious. There's lots of space in there. There's no, you're not going to be struggling for space. And then, as you say, there's there's lots of nice details. I think this this will do very well in this country when sure. you eventually put the steering wheel on the correct side. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we're going to have to wait before we see it here. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll be able to see one to be able to drive in the not-too-distant future so we can tell you what it's, it's all about. Thank you so much Thank for talking you. to us. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you.
Rene, can yeah. you spare me a moment? Yeah. You're just about to take up uh, a car bearing your name that was very successful in period. Many years ago, you took me up the hill oh, yeah. in an F40, I think it was. Oh, yeah, F40, and, yeah. And I jokingly said about you being my chauffeur, and then you <laughs> read me your CV so that you could be my chauffeur. <laughs> you didn't get the job, I'm sorry, because I couldn't afford you. <laughs> but are you looking forward to taking this I am a chauffeur of Nigel. Yeah, chauffeur well, for Nigel, you're driving for him as No, well. it's Nigel, it's chauffeur for, for me. <laughs> well, that's the, way it should, <laughs> no. that's the way it should be. Yeah. That's appropriate. That's no, it's it okay. So is this, this a joy still to drive? Yes, uh, it was a pity for the COVID, never, it was impossible to come back and yeah. I'm really happy. Yeah. Especially uh, today with uh, this magnific car. Yeah. It's incredible. Uh, this is a uh, 79 when I make a big war with Gilles Villeneuve and me in, in uh, Dijon. Yeah, I remember. And, uh, yeah. to remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I am really happy. Uh, he rebuilt completely, it's completely new. And it's really interesting to arrive in uh, Goodwood with this car. And uh, this car, it's uh, really interesting. It's uh, a big experience with a turbocharged engine with Renault. Very exciting with, uh, with this uh, lot of power. The turbo boost was enormous on this. Yeah, it was interesting. It was the first time with this car with a double turbo. It was more easy to drive. Not simple to drive, but two, two smaller turbos. Two small turbo. Right, okay. We start with a big turbo, one yeah. one, and, that, yeah. and this one has two turbocharged. Right. Anyway, right. you know the the road is very narrow. Be careful, yeah. because I I drive an expensive car, but I, I make a, I take a lot of pleasure to you drive. Mean. Not a car that we're really used to seeing in this country, but if, if those of us that can remember when they used to televise Bathurst and things like that, Holden was always there. It was, it was one of the cars. It, it was Ford and Holden, and it, they should still televise it because it's one I of the be great. best yeah. races in the world. Yeah, I fell in love with Holdens probably 20 years ago. Yeah. I bought my first one, brought one over from Australia. Yeah. Um, I brought this one back about four years ago. I mean, they're monsters, aren't they? Absolutely. I mean, just um, they've been obviously honing them, developing them yeah. for 30 years or more. Um, and this, you know, full bodied saloon cars with 630 horsepower. Yeah. Not great round here. It takes no. uh, 10 laps to warm up, so um, it's, it's too much power and not enough grip. But, but I, how I, much I, fun? I remember Bathurst when they, when they introduced uh, the in car audio. Oh, it's fantastic, yeah, wasn't was, it? About 1981, 82, wasn't it? Like yeah. Yeah, no, they did definitely um, fantastic racing and uh, I just love driving it. Yeah. What's the sort of top speed likely to be on that? I mean, if it, uh, if it was it's a It's geared for chair. about 180, right. 180, 190 at Bathurst. Yeah. yeah, it's just a different way of, they do a different way of motorsport. We've oh, also yeah. got the Calsonic. That's, oh, that's, your that's mine. Right. Yeah. Right. This is the big, this, this brutal way of doing right. it. Yeah. yeah, this is the brutal way of doing it. Well, Goodwood is, uh, is always innovating. That's how it keeps growing. I hadn't realized that they'd started scooter racing, which is something I know nothing about. But this young lady, your name is? My name is Jordan Rand. Jordan 
You've clearly been doing this for some time. The championship just started in May. Our first race was in London. Our uh, second race was in Switzerland. And our next race, our third one, is going to be in Italy next month. So, so it's quite a new championship. It's so called it, uh, ESC, the Electric it, Scooter Championship. It is a proper championship. It's a proper championship. Fully sanctioned. Fully sanctioned. We got our own commission. It's taking off. It's really cool. We're really promoting sustainability and micromobility and scooters. Men and women race together against each other, which is super exciting. We need a lot more of that. It's trying to be one of the most um, diverse and inclusive racing series because scooters are much cheaper than cars and motorcycles to get into. So it's just exactly, which is something that we really are passionate about. So you're going to race up the hill a little bit later. I notice you're wearing bike leathers. Yes, these things go 100 kilometers per hour, so we definitely need the protection. You fall off, you've got a big problem, yeah. Yeah. Have you been up the hill so far? Yeah. Thursday morning we went up the hill, yeah. What did you think? Oh, it's amazing. It's such an iconic event, such an iconic road. So to have the ESC scooter here, where all the legends have gone up the hill, it was really just like a pinch me moment. I can't believe this is happening. So when are you actually on? When 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 are you going up? Uh, should be going out any minute now. So you're in this batch, effectively. Yeah, we're in this batch. We're going to do a little demo in the lot, set up a course, and right. okay. you get to see them in action. It's not quite as impressive as it is when we're actually racing on a full track, but at least you get to see them moving. I'm talking to Paul Clark in the uh, collecting area now. You you see some oddities in the collecting area and sometimes you see things that don't quite fit because Paul yes. is wearing yes. a very large lotus badge on his back yeah good well and, spotted <laughs> and almost as large lotus badge yes. on the front but it ain't a lotus no it's really not a lotus it's, it, this is NASCAR yes it's a Jeff Gordon 2012 NASCAR raced uh, raced by Jeff through that season um, he never won in it but it it's quite a famous car it's quite a famous livery um, and Jeff, obviously a multiple NASCAR champion, Hall of Famer, total legend. So to be able to drive one of his cars is a privilege, especially here. We imported it. We only got it a couple of months ago, so we're kind of shaking it down here. We don't really know what we brought, but it's so far it's been all right. It's been going well. It is. I mean, it's it's a totally different world, NASCAR. And yes. You know, car, cars that are set up to more or less only go in one direction. Yeah, well, these, Although they're varying a bit now, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, and this is a road course version, so this goes left and right. Um, whereas obviously for ovals they're set to go left, um, so this is this is okay. It's, just, it's more about the power. It's 900 horsepower, so trying to get that down at the start finish or the start line. It just wants to snake all the time and get it in a second. It's still spinning, still spinning the wheels. Um, so I normally race, race lotuses, so they're obviously very different. They're agile, they're light. This is like loads of power and very heavy, or quite heavy, I should say. So yeah, it's interesting, though. The massive brakes and the brakes well, are ma- awful. Ma- ma- oh, the are brakes they? are awful. They, there has no brakes. Right. So I get, we do need to get temperature in them, but we can't get temperature here because by the time we get to the top, it's all over. Yeah. So you, that's the one. Th- if you had better brakes, I'd be a lot more confident. Yeah. But it is what it is, and it's it's still a brilliant thing. And the noise is amazing. So yeah, it's an incredible yeah, I'm, car. I'm looking forward to you, you starting it up. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like Chevy Impalas when I was a kid oh, in the '60s. Yeah. The and this is of that, I guess. It, well, it is. It's you know they've they've stuck with that name and it's yeah. a it's a famous name. Yeah. Um, but not perfectly suited for the no, good work. No, and I think it'll be better when we've had it over the winter and time to look at what we've brought, and then if we can come back next year, we know the car's sorted and you can drive a bit quicker. But at the moment, and also it's quite tight, and this is a big car. Oh, it's you tight. know, once you get up to the Flint Wall, yeah. it's my first time here, and I'm like, this bit's okay, and then you get up to the Flint Wall and it starts to get a bit narrow, and it's a big car, so you're yeah. quite cautious. So well, you've uh, still got some paint left on it, so yeah, clearly, so, so clearly you, you haven't had an argument so with the wall. So far, yet. so good. So let's keep that going, eh? Yeah. <laughs>
still at Electric Avenue. And I have just had a little bit of a sit. In fact, we both have a sit and a play in the Citroen Ami. I, uh, I got in one side and then got out of the other side. Because yes. it's quite, quite easy just to, uh, to shuffle across. I am thinking that for... Uh, for the game of driver, passenger, round robin, whatever you used to call it, where you used to swap seats when driving along on a public, uh, no, private test track, of course, uh, you'd swap seats. It would be ideal for that, wouldn't it? Because there's actually loads of room inside it. I mean, no, not so much in terms of boot space or anything like that, but passenger compartment, brilliant. It, it's huge. That's the first thing that struck me about that, is you sit, if you sit on the passenger side, for example, you sit so far back, and I'm... I'm, I'm not tall, we've established this. Or as you say, I'm just under six foot, I'm five foot eight. Yeah, um, but it's, it's all relative if you think about, you know, the amount of time the human race has existed comparative yeah. to the dawn of time, then it's you are just under. And, and to be fair, if you're stood, I don't know, 100, 200 foot away, we'd probably look about the same height if you weren't stood next to me. Yeah, the Citroen Ami. Ami, yes. It, it is huge inside. It is it's a, a big box, but you, uh, you sit so far away from the windscreen and everything else... You're sat right in the back of the car, and it's it's quite literally fine, isn't it? It's very Spartan. Yeah, me me being exactly six foot, if I just move my legs to the left slightly and stretch out, I cannot touch the front bulkhead, which is kind of lucky because the front bulkhead is pretty much the front of the car. I mean, sort of crash structure, crumple zone, there's probably not too much in there, is there? But with a top speed of 28 miles an hour, I don't think you particularly need that, do you? I mean, if you've ever been in a little tyke's car... Yes, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, obviously, a lot more space. But here's the thing, right? This car, two and a bit grand in, it's twenty quid a month. Okay, that's fine. A grand in, it's forty quid a month. Nothing in, fifty quid a month. It's and then what's the insurance going to be on that? A hundred quid, hundred and fifty quid, if that. It's nothing to tax. Yeah. It's forty-five here, mile. No, no. Uh, well, no, it would be less than no, that. No, 45 miles to a quid, in fact, is what it is. Just doing yeah. the maths, yeah. 45 yeah. miles to a pound to run. So, it's so actually, if, if you have any sort of car that you have to put fuel in, it is cheaper. It is. So, genuinely, I'm looking at this thinking, I, I could drive one of those, and it would be cheaper than... It, it's cheaper to own one than not own one. Yeah, it's, it's so cheap at the stage where even if you're not sure if you'll need one, just have one just in case. It's, it's almost like a spare, you know, your old fridge is a bit knackered, so you put it in the garage just as a spare. It's that kind of thing. People pay more than 50 quid for their phone. Hmm. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, a phone is minimum 50 quid these days for anything jazzy, which actually you would need as well because there isn't a stereo to speak of, is there? There's a no. dock. No. And that's it. But let's, let's face it, I mean, there's seven to eight grand to buy. Don't buy one, lease one. Hmm. 50 quid a month, it's fine. Give it back at the end of it. Yeah. If you didn't exactly. like it, well, chalk it off to experience and that sort of money. Yeah. But use it. Just use it because you can go places congestion charge free or whatever. Makes sense. You can you can park in places where, oh, hang on a second, you can't charge it from a... Oh, you can charge it from a thingy because there's an adapter. So coming out the yeah, door... The, the adapter literally pulls out of the door and you literally plug it into a three-pin plug. Or there's a a Type 2 style charger that you can then plug it into whatever, but it won't obviously high-speed charge. So you can be able to park places for free and everything why not why not yeah see i think it's quite with with that and the uh and the ego that we've looked at as well the uh the trend towards lightweight evs 
is uh, is quite encouraging, I think, because uh, heavy EVs, two-ton EVs, yes, okay, the zero tailpipe emissions, but the uh, the wear and tear to the tarmac, the actual physics and energy involved, you know, to push two tons of metal and batteries along at 70 miles an hour takes energy, no matter which way you look at it. So although we're all focusing on uh, on zero tailpipe emissions, the actual energy involved in moving cars around, I think at the moment actually is increasing, isn't it? Well, it must do. To move two tons along requires more energy than moving a ton and a half along or a ton along. So actually, if you've got something that's a few hundred kilos, that's got to be better overall, hasn't it? Probably a good time to buy shares in a tyre manufacturer. Here's a top tip for you. Hmm. If you've got a manufacturer that's doing EV tyre development, and that's going to be pretty much all of them, there you go. Happy days. I'm just watching here. This is a complete aside. We're stood just outside of Electric Avenue now. Next to where? You, you know how to pronounce it properly. Vav Clico. Them. Um, which is not so busy yet because it's quite early. But there's a chap who has a very impressive beard. And we're sitting next to the Polestar stand. And it's got a white floor. And he's literally just mopping it. Someone walks in and he mops it. Someone walks in and he mops it. And I, I kind of feel him for him. Because it, it's a beautiful stand. It's just got a completely white floor. Um, very Swedish design, obviously. Yeah, it's got to be a slightly thankless task. It's like the uh, the boys and girls going around all the cars on Electric Avenue and dusting them. It's, it's one thing it is here is dusty. There's a bit of rain overnight, but just looking at a, uh, a dust cloud that's just rolled in and blown sideways across the stand and covered the uh, the car that's just been dusted in dust. Yeah, yeah. He's just he's just looked at it and just I think there's just a little sigh that he's come he's come to accept this thing. I I've got a lot of time for this guy. Anyway, moving on. From time to time, the crew, myself, all of us at uh, UK Motor Talk, will mention favourite charities, ones that particularly have caught our eye. And being at the uh, Festival of Speed over the weekend, one of the ones that particularly caught our eye was join the race at the raceagainstdementia.com. You know, dementia is uh, something that could affect any of us, will affect many of us. As we get older, many of us of a certain age will remember Helen Stewart, the glamorous model wife of uh, Sir Jackie. For this is uh, Sir Jackie Stewart's charity, we've mentioned it a few times over recent years, but he's really ramped up now and is selling autographs in favour of that charity and reproduction posters and many things related to, to his career. Now, Jackie, I know from talking to him uh, yesterday, is um, losing his hearing quite badly. Nevertheless, we discussed it very briefly, and I would like to throw our weight, such as it is, in favour of that charity. So I'm going to repeat that. Join the race, raceagainstdementia.com. Try and pitch in a little money. Terry, you've just jumped out of the cars. Terry Grant, you've just done this extraordinary show. You're sweating like a what's it? But it, it's an amazing show. I mean, more cars than ever. But it's all you. Yeah, all me. Yeah, yeah. I can, I'm quite good. I can drive. Well, what was that? Five, six cars. Six uh, cars. As a sweaty, it's quite warm today. But now I'm good. I'm not out of breath or anything. It's you know, it's kind of what I'm used to doing. Normal people take selfies. I've never seen anybody do like you've just done. Film yourself with a camera. 
as you're doing all the stuff as I'm do. as I'm driving yeah it's a lovely memento for for the lady that I took the, the phone off she was there filming so you know it's fantastic oh, was, yeah it was yeah. someone from the crowd they were filming me so I took the camera you and filmed brilliant brilliant well well done thank you Terry appreciate it thank you yeah. good to see you again yeah thank you very much Now, you know the regulations as well as I do. You're supposed to come up there on two wheels at the same time. Not one in the air at the back or one in the air at the front. It was fascinating. The crowd <laughs> absolutely loved it. Yeah, I'd, I'd obviously do it for the crowd. Um, they always egg me on one wheel or front or back, as you say. Um, be rude not to at Goodwood Festival Speed, wouldn't it, to do some tricks for you guys. Well, the endo was quite spectacular. I really enjoyed that. Thank you very much. Thank you. I try my best sometimes. <laughs> it was nice that there was somebody there to get you under the wire so you could come back in. Yeah, um, I try not to go all the way to the top. Sometimes I do, but um, I obviously don't want to make them run behind, so I just do half the track, it's come in here, and uh, everyone's happy then. Entertainment's fine, but, it, but then can hold things up as well. And I think they're running a bit behind anyway. Yeah, for sure. I want to entertain as much as I can, but main thing is I get out, do a couple of wheelies in front of the house, all the way down, Craig get to see me. Um, and yes, yeah, good for everyone. How long have you been doing this? Oh, I've been riding since I was 12 years old, but uh, stunt riding for the last 15 years. Um, it's not always how long you've been doing, it's how much practice you put in. Yeah. I try to ride four to six times a week uh, for about eight hours a day. So if you add up the hours, it's many, many hours on the bike. Yeah. Where are you practicing your craft, performing films or stunts or whatever? Yeah, I just do whatever I get booked for. I've been all over the world riding, uh, films, as you say, stunts. Um, actually not James Bond, my friend done James Bond and Terry does it in the car so unfortunately not on James Bond myself but we've done a few cool stuff and there's loads of cool stuff coming up as well so I can't uh, say yeah at the moment but hopefully in the future uh, yeah, more, more to come, I'll just do whatever I can basically. Where do we earn a living though? Uh, I try, I'm never going to be a millionaire but I'm enjoying myself half the time so that's the main thing, be happy, enjoy yourself, do what you want to do in life. I'm Rob Hare, I am the welder and fabricator of this. I work for my own company called Carhill Customs. Axel Hildebrand, who's the driver, thought I'm gonna buy a Corvette C6. And he originally wanted to put an RB26 out of it from a Nissan R32 GTR, R33 GTR. And then they didn't fit when we tried mocking it up. So he thought, well, let's go rotary then. And yeah, here we are, roughly 800 horsepower running and it's a bit of an animal now. It has a huge turbo. I mean, this thing is, is bigger than my face. I, mean, I have a very big face. It's massive. It's crazy. And, and the idea of having a, a rotary engine, it, you say it's for size, but are they as unreliable as people suggest? Or is it just a case that you've got to look after them? I feel RX-8s are very reliable. I don't feel these are unreliable because it's built to such a high standard. This was actually bought in New Zealand and shipped over here because I don't know if you guys have been here before. Mad Mike's been here before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's built by his engine builder, uh, who is obviously amazing. And I know, I think one of Mad Mike's cars has done four seasons with no problems. So I think it's a bit of a myth, the unreliability behind them. It's just maintenance, really. So like anything else, as long as you keep on top of it and look yeah, after yeah. it, it'll this run. This car next door is also a rotary, which is actually a quad rotor. That's crazy. Another ridiculous car. Yeah. I mean, th these things are huge. If you think about a normal turbo car and then sort of, times it by two at least. I mean, what sort of size is the intake on that thing? Uh, I think it's a four inch intake on that. I mean, I've got a, an, an older Golf, which is turbo, and that's two and a half inch, so this thing is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it is, yeah. It is mad. Yeah. So, 
obviously this is a, this is a drift car and it, it's crazy power. I mean, is, there's a lot of stress and a lot of components and, and one thing has broken, not the engine, as no, you say. Not, actually, nothing we've touched by building it. It was actually the, uh, the quave sequential uh, input shaft has snapped. But it is quite a common thing when uh, I think he tried to uh, plug third gear whilst doing a rolling burnout and it wasn't very happy. <laughs> Tires, it's got lots of grip and things like that just it's not the gearbox isn't meant to be doing drifting it's meant to be a racing gearbox so it becomes a consumable it's fair enough i made mine funny enough blew up a quake he had a sierra cosworth running relatively big power he put it in third uh i was going on did a, a rolling launch in and third and it just went bang and that's it barra box then was the only option the down there did the same thing as well yeah there seems to be it seems to be because uh, i remember it was when don't you remember Sillit bang and barry scott yeah. we got loads of stickers that said you know bang and the quaif is gone was stuck all over the side of his car for him which he, he really appreciated and then he had like a, a mortgage bill barra box done a straight cut jobby which was insane better, was it yeah but my yeah. god was it loud for a road car it oh, was yeah. properly loud yeah i mean luckily axel does have his other car that we managed to get towed down here. One of our boys went and picked it up, which is the Nissan S14 down the end, which is his sort of spare beta car he's got. But also, like we've seen, much much like the gearbox, we've seen the drift scene kind of explode and, and become more mainstream here at Goodwood. It must be nice to see actually you're growing and you're you're taking up you know an entire stretch of the paddock here this weekend. A lot more of a respectable sport now. Yeah. Used to just be kids drifting on the street, but now it's people like this that are respected. Well, I always remember it sort of being like the sideshow at somewhere like Pod. Like yes. you, you know, yeah, you, you'll yeah, go up yeah. for the drag, yeah, for the drag racing, and there'll be oh, there's someone doing some drifting down there. Let's go and have a look. Yeah, yeah. And it was the uh, baits. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly what it was. Well, we, we probably were those hooligans at one point in the car park, weren't we? Have well, turns, etc. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we well, said it was all front wheel drive, so it was you know tea trays and tea stuff. Tray, like yeah. that. Tea McDonald's trays. Wheel, That's it. You know, you know. You've been there. Yeah, oh, we, yeah. we've never done that. Uh, <laughs> never us. Uh, yeah, and then. But I do feel an event like this is bringing it out to be more of a respectable sport because this is one of the biggest events in the world really isn't it what is a course of relatively few corners yeah. you seem to be able to invent about 300 corners of your own yeah. just on a straight bit yeah. of tarmac yeah, so they'll do donuts and all that sort of stuff yeah it's pretty cool we were stood at the bales we managed to get some nice pictures head on of the car going up the hill you know yeah, well, we'd actually, yeah, all of them. Uh, yeah, most of them actually. Yeah, to be yeah. fair, the times when you stood halfway along the straight and you have a picture of the car pointed nose on at you, it yeah, shows yeah. something spectacular is going on. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy, and then just obviously all the smoke and drama and everything else that goes with it. It's, it's, they're pretty epic to watch, and you sort of forget quite how powerful this thing is. As you said this was what 800. That's about 800 on run in, but should hopefully make over a thousand when it's when it's sorted. Which is just mad, isn't it? And the sort yeah, of power, you kind of want a decent amount of power, don't you, really, to be able to keep it sideways? Yeah, and yeah, 100%, yeah. Obviously, the wider the rear tyres, the more grip it has, so the more power you need to spin it up, really. You say it's a, it's a Corvette, and it, it kind of looks like a Corvette from, Corvette from most angles, but how, how much of the rest of the car's been changed from, from every, standard? Every body panel, apart from the roof, is not original. Yeah, carbon Kevlar, the rear clamps is pure carbon, the chassis legs are cut off at the rear, um, and they're replaced by bars that we built in-house. Most of it's not standard, really. Mate, it's, it's properly cool, though. Thanks for chatting to That's us. Right, really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. We don't normally do a lot of uh, ads, certainly for food outlets, on UK Motor Talk, but on this occasion, this gentleman, uh, I haven't even found out his name yet, has been uh, our saviour when it comes to feeding the team at breakfast because he's been open before anybody else every time. What's your name, sir? 
My name's Zena McDonald. And this is your business? It's my boss's business, but I run this trailer. So have you done well over the weekend? It's, it's a lot up in uh, the last past couple of years. And I think there's more people here. So yeah, I'd say it's ten times better than what it was. So, I mean, it's not just about the quality of the food, which we've really enjoyed. The customer service has been exceptional. That's down to you. Well, thank you very much. Well, staff training. Right, tell us the name of the company. You can't have an advert without giving us the name of the company. No problem. Uh, the company's called Main Event Catering, and we're also known as Goodwood Organic Foods. Very, very briefly yeah. earlier. Sorry. Just about to get in the car. So we're talking in the collecting area with Jamie Chadwick. This is not your W series vehicle, is it? It's a bit big. It's quite a bit bigger, yeah. Uh, and it does feel it, to be honest. Um, yeah, so I'm out in the Extreme E car, um, well, Friday and today. So, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a different experience. It's actually quite nice to tackle the hill in something completely different to anything I've driven before, but yeah, still a lot of fun. It's a narrow track, it's a big car. It is, I think we found the grasses the optimal line some places and then when you get to sort of the flint wall and the narrow bits it's hold your breath and sort of breathe in a little bit but now extraordinary vehicle we, we were standing uh just on the end of the collecting area just just off the side of the track when all the electric vehicles were coming past her yeah moving at astonishing speeds yeah exactly and it's also like the instant torque feel that you get um that kind of catches you out and you obviously not got the noise but it makes up for it in in other departments so yeah i've loved you know driving this car it's also nice to drive something up the hill that you don't have to worry about the clutch or the gearbox so much with so um yeah that's nice as well the w series is going well for you isn't it yeah i mean so far so good you think another championship aiming for it um yeah we'll see um obviously quite a long way to go still and um, we're only three races into a 10 race season so, so where's your next race? Silverstone so next weekend which is uh, the big one we all want to win quite well located though. yeah <laughs> you'll do very well if you win that well I, I wish you well on that but uh, enjoy your run up the hill on this it, uh, the only thing with this is if you do hit the flint wall it'll probably take you about 10 minutes to notice it the vehicle so wide I was going to say I don't know what would win actually I think <laughs> this could probably take out the flint wall <laughs> Been there a long time. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, exactly. Your time. Much appreciated. Enjoy your weekend. Cheers. Cheers. Can I ask you about the, the car, if I may, Max? This, we were standing in the exit of the collecting area earlier when you went up the hill. We're going to have to slow the film down for anybody to see the vehicle. You were going that fast. Yeah, it's an amazing machine. British engineered, British design, British manufacturer uh, with a British driver and it's, uh, it's great to have finally unofficially broken the record. We did a 39.1 this morning, so we broke it by 8 tenths. So the official record is still 41.6 of Heidfeld because it has to be done in this shootout. So we'll, we'll just try and beat that now and then we'll hopefully have the new record. Uh, Sunday shootout which is the big event of this afternoon they're, they're not so much divided into classes it's, it's sort of all comers by invitation only of course you can run pretty much anything it's a, it's like a, a, a super expensive version of a run what you brung yeah. I love that if your car's several million pounds in value and has won the Targa Florio or whatever the Mille Miglia uh, then you can run it up the hill and try and set a time they're going to have to go somewhere. I mean, the time currently for Roman Dumas driving, um, and he is driving again today, but I don't think he's expecting to uh, shade that time. 
in a transit i mean the, the transit is um is quick it definitely is quick it's, this is a uh, 2000 brake horsepower 0 to 60 is uh, is 1.9 seconds and of course as is on trend it is electric we couldn't decide whether this was a great move by ford in terms of marketing to do this to represent their electric brand or whether maybe in these days this day and age maybe they should have been spending on something else however i will say this i'm pleased that it does exist having enjoyed the super vans for for many many years they got into trouble by the way for running the the mark three transit on the final outing in a royal mail livery which i love they, they got into real trouble with royal mail for that yeah it's a it's an odd it's an odd sight to see a bit like the uh, the espas f1 wasn't it something that size and shape had no business to be making that noise or going that quick but the uh, the ford pro van is uh, is making a very very odd noise a very whiny mechanical electric noise but it's a very big thing and it's going very very quick but at the opposite end of the spectrum size wise anyway we've had the uh, the mcmurtry going up the hill and it's it's a very odd sensation because it's a teeny tiny thing you know almost sort of shrink wrapped around the driver who's fairly shrink wrapped himself and just as it's probably quite well suited to the hill actually because it's a lot more narrow than you'd expect so actually gives it a bit more room to play with on the course but just the lack of noise and the speed at which it goes past you know we're we're so used to getting the early warning of when it sets off and you hear it coming around the corner before and you get loads of time the electric stuff is is blink and you'll miss it and really it is blink and you'll miss it because it seems to be going a hell of a lot quicker than uh, than some of the petrol powered stuff it's For some reason as it went past us i was sort of reminded of something out of close encounters you know, it, it, was, it was defying the laws of physics. It went past us so fast and so quietly. I think the thing for me, if you've ever seen someone fire a rocket, if you're somewhere nearby, you sort of hear the whoosh and it's past you before you know and you sort of hear after the fact. And it's a bit like that now. Is it, it, it really is fascinating to, to watch at, at close quarters. And you know, we've, we've all seen Formula E cars, in, not necessarily in real life, but on TV and... We, we know what electric cars sound like, the sort of high-pitched wind noise, but it's, it's something else to be stood next to it. It's, it really does take you by surprise. Well, well you're standing next to it, or very, very close to it, as you can do here with pretty much all the cars. But we were in a position where we were standing very close to it as it was at full chat. So it was moving past us very quickly. It is quite awesome. Max Chilton, in the McMurty Spilling, set a new Goodwood Hill record of 39.08 seconds in the climax of the Goodwood Festival of Speed 2022. UK Motor Talk, a first take media production.